FBI says the gunman who raided the Lufthansa cargo hangar at New York's Kennedy Airport Monday pulled off the biggest cash robbery in U.S. history. Well, darling, Santa Claus is really the spirit of Christmas giving. He appears different to different people. He can be black, white, red, or yellow to each his own. Well, it seems now more certain than ever that the bloody experience of Vietnam is to end in a stalemate. Oh, Pygar! Signal. <laughs> like Doc Holiday. All right, so are we recording? We're we're here. I'm already. Sh- I'm just basically shouting. It's the new episode. Year of the week. Oh, it's the new episode. Oh, yeah. And let's do our ask at the top. You guys should go to YouTube's and rate us. Don't yeah. go to YouTube's. You're gonna be very disappointed yeah. if you go to YouTube. You might be arrested. Don't go there. <laughs> iTunes and rate us. You yeah. have to be Pauline Kale. Just a little quick review. Yeah, or just even just a just a rating. More um, of a, a Christgau. Just right. just like a, a quick paragraph. Yeah. yeah. Although anything Hilton Owls ask could be certainly appreciated. Yeah, that's also. Fun. Well, what what Fed has mentioned before is this is the only opportunity that many people have to be creative at all. So is to write reviews. So. Go do one for us over at iTunes. Give us a rating. It actually really helps. You know, helping doesn't always have to suck. That's right. right? Now, on to the episode. Okay, so in the intro, you just heard. That was a a news clip talking about the Air France robbery. That was the the robbery that was made famous by Goodfellas. That's old Henry Hill where they robbed a... Lufthansa. Lufthansa hangar. And then some guy messed it all up they all got discovered because he took he parked the plane right outside the bar right isn't that what happened yeah i think somehow it's maybe eric clapton's wife was gave it away that it was george harrison that did it right <laughs> something like that and again listener please if you're working on a report on 1968 just just write turn this, this up write it down yeah you're write gonna get it right off. these are good notes uh, <laughs> up next was uh that was from the sitcom julia starring diane carroll she's the first african-american woman to star in a sitcom and i think it was you know showing her in a non-stereotypical way at the time it was a groundbreaking show and that was her talking about Santa Claus to her son, talking about how Santa can be whatever the <clears throat> hell you want him to be. If you hadn't almost sworn, that would have been a little bit hard. Yeah, right. Yeah. I almost swore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried to keep it. Yeah. He just, All right. he, he bit it off. Speaking of swearing, the next up on there was Walter Cronkite telling the American people that the Vietnam War was fucked. Was was. Stupid, telling him what's what, and that was notable because uh, he was like America's father at the time. Voice of reason, the, the voice of, the, trusted voice, a trusted person on television. There, there's really nobody like that now. Is, is there anybody you can think of who we all agree is is like a voice? Of, I mean, like Rachel Maddow or something. No, no. <laughs> no I mean like everybody Bill, thinks. Bill Moyers, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is she's very close to being. It was Prince, but he's dead. No, so now Prince we basically. Prince is a monster. He was a monster. Yeah. What are you talking about? You no, you're thinking of Prince. Is, no. Yeah, you're thinking of Prince's you. monster. Prince was just made the monster. Right, he created the monster out of Morris Day. Yeah, <laughs> and the time. Yeah, and uh, last them all together. Last up on that was Barbarella, starring Jane Fonda. Uh, and Barbarella, that was her calling for what was that dude's name? He's like an he was an angel. Duran Duran. No, she called him Pygar. In oh, Pygar was the angel. Duran Duran was the mad scientist. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, so yeah. Pygar. Yeah, she was sitting in uh, his nest right. at the time, and uh, he was flying. And I was just mentioning earlier, this was that movie came out, and then a year later, she starred in a movie called They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Which, have you guys seen this movie Never at all? seen it, no. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, uh, they're the basically... The dance competition. Yeah. The dance competition. If you don't want to know what happens, you're going to go check it out. Just turn, tune up for two seconds. But at the end of They Shoot Horses, Don't They? It's a little different than Barbarella. She begs her dance partner to shoot her in the face, and he does. That's how it ends. That's spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> we both just said we hadn't seen it. Right? Yeah. Well, you're never going to see it. Well, it takes place in the Depression, so I imagine everyone died like that. Yeah. 
Right. That's that's your best case scenario. Yeah. Dep- right. He said you'll yeah. both forget by the time you watch this. Anyways. That's true. Yeah. I've already forgotten. Yeah. yeah. Old mice and mend. <laughs> so by the way, so that year, by the way, guys, that was 1968. That's our episode. That's right. For this week is 1968. Wait, um, this one's going to be a little bit dicey because 1968 was an absolute horror show. Yeah. Like like it's it's a kind of thing where like. People are always going on and on now about how how horrible the last few years have been, and they have been. 1968 makes 2018 look amazing. Yeah. This is the year when Martin Luther King was shot, and RFK, and uh, the Vietnam War. Like, most of the horrible things in the Vietnam War happened in 1968. Also, Andy Warhol... Was yeah. assassination attempt? Uh, yeah, by, then, really? I thought it was. Later. Yeah. Well, he may have had many more because you know. I imagine. Yeah. When, um, when I was reading about this, the year, guy attracted guns like a, a fly to <laughs> fly paper or whatever. We we try to we do one event per month. I was reading about just January, and it was like uh, the Tet Offensive. Like, every month was some horrible fucking thing. And yeah, by the way, that, listener, that we're not going to mention any of that convention. stuff. The convention. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, right. it was the the Democratic convention. Right. right. I, meant, I meant the Dennis convention where people cheated. Yeah. <laughs> what? Does that really happen? I imagine at some point. Yeah, like a dentist convention where that's people when, cheated. That's yeah. when America truly lost its innocence. You mean when they lost their teeth. Yeah. A bunch of drunk dentists all had shameful sex with each other at a Holiday Inn somewhere? Oh, I thought they cheated on their test. I, well, I was... I feel like the whole idea of like professional conventions only exists to be like a, a way to have people to have affairs in like seven. Yeah, because you un- like yeah. you understand me. My lady at home doesn't understand what I'm doing in right. uh, carpet sales. Yeah, yeah. or like you do. She's not into oral or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Either way, so um, so like Brian I made said, Dan uncomfortable. Like Brian okay. said, we're not going to cover any of that, but we do admit that. You know, horrible stuff is going on, but there was other stuff happening too. But this is a comedy show. We don't want to make people angry or upset. Um, but we I've know never agreed to that. We're, uh, yeah, Me neither. We're, yeah. I don't want. I just want this show to be grand guignol the whole time. <laughs> I like... want people, yeah, grinding their teeth <laughs> to the nubs. So before we get going, we want to mention uh, that we have a website, yearoftheweek.com. Where, as we move through this year, you're going to hear examples of what was in the airwaves or the movie plexes or on your TV screens. If you want to know more about that stuff, go to yearoftheweek.com and check out the blog section. And you can add whatever you want there as far as commentary. And we also should mention about a time machine that we have. Often it works. Uh, we don't know when it's going to happen, but it allows us to speak uh, and see someone from the past. So maybe we'll get a visitor from also, 1968. Sometimes our time machine has a cold and might not feel like showing up and that's okay yeah. too look it'll work it'll work <laughs> yeah it also makes fruit ripen faster <laughs> it's like the sun yeah <laughs> should we get this year going piece of garbage did you just call me a piece of garbage oh, i, I, I it thought it was me oh we both personally felt attacked yeah we, we instantly assume it's us <laughs> <laughs> On the road again, I'm on the road again. Mercury's got it. That fine car touch. January 13th, Johnny Cash performed his famous concert at the Folsom State Prison. I almost said prism. That would have been cool, too. Yeah, there is um, a Folsom State Prison. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they do, yeah. Yeah, they have an official state prison. You're right. That's where he performed. So it was, it was this, that one wasn't so good, that concert. <laughs> Everybody was like just really into crystals and. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was an optics convention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Johnny Cash, he was a bad boy. He wore all black. He was the man in black. Yeah, he was always on amphetamines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Giving people the finger. Yeah. He's a yeah. hell of a guy. Yeah, he's putting his finger on t-shirts in the early aughts he's a complete rebel except he's also pretty conservative and religious <laughs> yeah <laughs> not a complete rebel well, in a country music perspective well a country slash gospel music perspective he was basically Sid Vicious. Yeah, cause I mean, just because like, of the speed, man. <laughs> the speed, but I mean, that's an addiction, I think, at, at, at that point. I mean, I guess you have to dabble first, the, which the God would say no to. Don't do that. Yeah. But he did it. The first, the, I think that's when outlaw country became outwardly, country heroes became outwardly flawed. Whereas before then, 
they were just doing speakably awful things mm. and uh, <laughs> under the guise of wholesomeness and right, they were right. on the Opry stage. Now, I, I didn't even realize that this prison was in California. Whenever I, I've just always assumed it was, you know, in Memphis or some other place. Yeah, California, the deep prison. south. Yeah, right? It, seemed, it just seemed like that to me. So, like, the people that were... It was a bunch of indicted accountants. Yeah, or, like, surfers. There's a bunch of, like, guys doing like, illegal surfing. Ting, ting. Yeah, snaking waves. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is illegal in California. Is, yeah, a bunch of beach bums. Right. Fletches. Yeah. Also where most of the powerful <laughs> prison gangs start. Yeah. Anyway, so, but that, he was uh, on the skids, and then that did, wasn't that like a comeback thing for him? Yeah. I yeah. think that might have been it really? for him. That was the end of his career? No, no, I think it's when he became like this, you know, he kind of boomed as like the Tennessee flat top box guy, and then mm-hmm. came back as like the... Tennessee what? Flat top box. It's like the kind of like... What the hell is he saying? It's just like a little jaunty little country song about, about a guitar playing tops boy. that you collect for school? Oh, the box tops that band? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it is a song called the Tennessee Flat Top Box about his guitar. It's oh. like, and every girl from 9 to 90. Okay. That's oh. good. This That's was good. the type of music that Fed listened to as a kid. We forget this. Uh, so, no, not Johnny Cash, actually. I brought a lot of Marty Robbins. Marty Robbins. Cowboy Balladeer. Yeah, so he, he was uh, Cowboy Balladeer adjacent, yeah, perhaps. Sure. Let's just say it. My favorite Johnny Cash work is The Highwayman with okay. uh, Willie Nelson and uh, Waylon Jennings and someone else. They have an amazing song about just like being like a highwayman, like a criminal through the ages. And the last verse is about riding in space <laughs> as a space captain. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, like a space criminal? Yeah, it's like, wow. it's, it's called the highwayman. Oh, the time machine's kicking. What? Already? Yeah. Oh my god, it's the man in black. The man in black. I've walked the line since I was a young boy, you know, both sides of the law, both on God's law, and again, I picked up a handful of pills and swallowed them down, and I spat them back up, because the face of Christ showed me the way. Wow, that's wow. a, that's a, that's man. the most self-righteous way you could describe taking a handful of speed. You didn't say speed, just pills. I don't ask which pill is which <laughs> when I start taking pills, I'm no doctor myself, so hmm. I just... Take what's given to me and I dry them down with a swallow of whiskey. You've performed in a prison. Tell us what that was like. What it was like was looking out into a sea of faces. Each one had a story and each one had been stepped on by the oppressive... you know what it was like? I don't know. He doesn't sound as poetic as a person. <laughs> the faces were stepped on or their stories were stepped on? It was like stepped on speed. They cut it with something nasty like baby... Formula, something like where you get a, a big handful of pills and most of it's just lactose and a bunch of canisters, and you end up trying to rev yourself up and you, you just go right to bed. Next thing you know, you're just shitting your pants out in a gas station bathroom, and yeah. it's the worst thing ever. Next I didn't even know, know her uh, lactose was invented back then, <laughs> yeah. but you're saying lactose was a big deal back in 1968. Well, they'll give you any anything except the real speed that you need to keep it going on a long cross-country tour. Oh, the time machine! Oh, boy, it just took it. Just... Well, I, the uh, time machine didn't last long, and it just really cut him off. We didn't really have a chance to talk to Johnny Cash. Said I know you should be about when you're cooking? Do you think about oh, other things or you just concentrate on your baking? You mostly concentrate on your baking. What will you be thinking about tonight? Going to sleep <laughs> and resting. February 8th, Planet of the Apes premieres in New York City. Holy cow. That's the movie where he says, I'm not an animal. That's not a... He's yeah, a, you damn dirty ape. You yeah. damn dirty apes. So that movie was uh, Rod Serling. Right, the, the first draft of it was like uh, in New York City. And like the like the ape version of New York City was very different. Really? Yeah. What was it like? Uh, well, it uh, took, really took place. The first draft took place in New York City. And then, well, like in an ape city. I think Dana Gold produced a uh, graphic novel. Okay. About like the the original screenplay, so you can actually read what it was like. I just recently read this article about the guy who wrote the novel that it was based on. He was a French intelligence guy, and he also wrote The Bridge on the River Kwai. He wrote two novels that nobody remembers, but they were both turned into movies that everybody remembers. Wow. 
the the whole thing with at the end it turns out to be Earth. That Spoiler alert! Jeez, you yell at me about uh, Jane Fonda's brain getting years. Shot. Years was way worse. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that it's Earth at the end. All right, but like they they just came up with that. That that's not in the novel. In the novel. They're actually on a planet of the apes. Huh. Mm. It's not Charlton Heston in the novel? You blow it up. He's such an awful actor. Yeah, he's Isn't great. he? Like, it's, it's, anytime what? you watch a movie with him in it, it's just like, how the fuck? Would, yeah. Like, you know, the thing with Planet of the Apes and the whole thing, like, I just remember it was always like on TV on a Saturday afternoon. It always creeped me out in a weird way. And it wasn't so much the apes. It was like the main actor, whether it was Charlton Heston yeah. Or the guy that they got to replace him that sort of looked like him, yeah. but yeah. wasn't. In and, one of the 40 sequels. Yeah, mean, and yeah. that really confused me because he was kind of, it just made me I think that ill I, mean, at ease. I think the acting style was different. When people saw a movie, then, they wanted true. to see a guy really acting hard. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell it. William uh, Shatner It's like, I paid, I, paid, I paid two bits for this movie. I want to <laughs> see a guy screaming. Yeah. I want to, like... Bare chest, sweating, crying. Yeah, yeah, like that. Really, yeah, like also, yeah, the sweat that was like like matted with chest hair. Yeah, like that was, and then and then the apes. Let's be real, the apes were weird looking too. Like the gorillas and the the way they moved their mouths. It was, yeah. you know, I read I read like as a an adult, like you read like the making of and how like wonderful, like how they had to move their mouths. And to really get expressions from the... None of that worked. They didn't get any expressions out of those things. Stop lying. The uh, Stella Adler technique or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or Roddy McDowell, I yeah. think, was the, one of the monkeys. No, Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy McDowell? Rowdy, Roddy <laughs> Mc... Yeah. That's a little different, yeah. <laughs> no, he did. Rock? No, not entirely the same guy. Yeah, Hulk Hogan and uh, Andre the Giant was in there. Yeah, I just remember being weird. That one where they, uh, they like, there's nukes. Yeah, it's well. the darkest one, I think. Everyone dies. Do, oh, really? Do you remember the uh, the Tim Burton remake of Planet of the Apes? But then yeah. it was that the that, that reveal was that uh, the ape was Abraham Lincoln. That was a kind that of was bad, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad reveal. I heard the ape was Oprah Winfrey. No, no, I'm not. That was the reveal. There was an there was an ape, wait ape, really Abraham yes. Lincoln. It, a- no, it was like Abraham a- Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He realized he was on the ape planet when he saw the Lincoln Memorial, and it was an ape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was on ape planet, not Earth planet. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> The last new episode of The Monkees aired. Hmm. So we, we didn't have cable growing up. So um, that was uh, one of the UHF channels which showed the Monkees reruns. So my sisters and I would watch the Monkees. And so we developed quite a fondness for them. And yeah. then in like 1986, I guess. Uh-huh. They went on a reunion tour, uh, so we were all very excited about that, and we got our parents to drop us off at a Monkees concert. Oh! Um, so my very first concert was seeing the Monkees live. Oh wow! wow. And That's I, cool. I wore the the Monkees T-shirt to school, very uh, incredibly like oversized because they didn't they weren't expecting children to show up for the Monkees. Like an eight year old is really little. Yeah, <laughs> I was wearing like an adult. <laughs> That's like a adult baby. small. Probably. The, the smallest <laughs> Monkees T-shirt you can buy is an XL. Well, I, I mean, Davy Jones, you know, uh, rest in peace, you know, it was probably too large for him, too. He's True. a little man. I should have belted it. That's what I should have done. <laughs> yeah, right? Turned into yeah. a monkey's mini dress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you could have done that. You could have gone pantsless. Right. When I was in sixth grade for Halloween, I wore a toga to school for Halloween. And it was just me wearing a, a sheet, like, just very loosely belted around my waist. Like, I was more or less half nude for the entire day. Yeah. It was very, very odd. I'm surprised I didn't get sent home for that. Nobody yeah, cares if a little kid's not wearing pants. I would. It'd be very odd. I mean, like, I, my nipple was showing because it was just I was sheet Nobody over one shoulder. Nobody cares about a little no. kid's nipple. Have you seen Fed's nipples? I have. <laughs> they're very they're, prominent. They're yeah, yeah. yeah they're, mean, they're, they're wine colored. It's not sexual. It's dangerous. <laughs> It's not, it's like... I had a lot of body mods going from like <laughs> it's, it's a elementary it's school element on. of danger. Yeah, it looked like I, the I front a, end of a F-15. I had a bifurcated tongue and a lot of those, uh, those horns that you could get back in the 90s. Yeah. The other thing were the chains that everything was tied to. It was very it, tricky. It looked like to, a Cenobite from yeah. Hellraiser. <laughs> it was really hard for you to walk through just a locker room and not get snagged. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. It was April 29th, 1968, which was a Monday. The musical Hair opened on Broadway at the Biltmore Theater and would go on for a long time. Uh, do you guys know what Hair was about? Yeah. It's Hippies. Hippie counterculture, as Wikipedia says. Draft dodging. Mm-hmm. Sexual revolution, songs and anthems, anti-Vietnam. You could also see nudity in it. That's why people wanted to see it. There was like a nude scene and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this says it caused much comment. Yeah. Oh, and you know, at the end, the big thing is it invited the audience on stage for a B-in. So you'd B-in. That was a big thing back then. Do you guys know what the B-ins were? Yeah, just B. You just B-in. Oh, and that's the big song was Age of Aquarius. Yeah. So yeah, there was always like a, a high school production would put on hair, and then it would be like talk of it was it was like oh we always heard of another like another county put on hair, and they actually got naked. I don't think that actually happened. I don't think it I'm, I'm gonna de <laughs> I'm gonna debunk that in a high style. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was or maybe it was here's like why we feel like our. 17-year-old actress needed to bare her breasts. It's very important for the... My um, high school put on a production of uh, Lil Abner. What's that? Fred knows. It's like... It, it, it's this musical that was based on like a popular comic strip about the South. Okay. And... Um, it sounds dicey. So this was in Loveland, Colorado, where the entire population of the school and the play was white. So they put the actors playing black characters in blackface ah. yeah and the NCAA came out to review the play beforehand because somebody was like hey wait maybe we're gonna get in trouble you said NCAA uh, yeah correct? it was so Mike Krzyzewski came <laughs> out <laughs> it's like eh. I don't know Jerry Tarkanian Jerry Tarkanian I don't like it I don't like it <laughs> NAACP. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Bobby Knight throwing chairs. That's, a, that's ridiculous. You can't have. Bobby Knight used yeah. the N word like 17 times. <laughs> and when said he was, he, then he was offended by the black yeah, face. Yeah, right. They, they shut the whole thing down. Really? And, and, I, and I remember, uh, so, so I used to be in the theater department all the time, but for some reason I didn't try out for that one. I don't know. Oh, you dodged a bullet there. Yeah, I did. But I remember all my, all my friends were like, Man, I don't know, we were doing a pretty sensitive, like, <laughs> version of that, and, you know, people are just have closed minds, it's like, holy shit, I mean, this is, this is like 1988, right. you know, so, right. we were just, we were, you know, racially, we were So, no, nobody's governor in that, from that yearbook. They, they, <laughs> right. yeah. Good job for not auditioning for that. No, I was, I probably overslept, like, right. don't, yeah. That's crazy, I mean, it's, Yeah. I can't believe, like, that's crazy that that even started the, uh, at the school the, and then it got to that point where it shut down it was like i can't believe that wasn't like a national story the, i'm surprised the, that they did that because i feel like 88 was still pretty pretty wild west yeah i thought that the i thought that the twist was gonna be that they were they loved it <laughs> well what it was is we, we had two teachers who did theater one did theater and the other did musicals yeah yeah and the, the one who did theater dropped a die. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what happened. Because the one who did musicals was not nearly as woke. Just just made some like horrible decisions and, and all the sixteen to eighteen year olds you know, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. What the, the first high school play that I remember really being involved in was uh, a Pippin, which was another sort of maybe you're nude in as well. We were not nude, but there's a lot of no Pippin. Yeah, because it was seventies. It was anti-war. It was the like same sort of thing. Jumpsuits. That's all I know about it. Yeah, it was mainly like you could wear you'd wear a bodysuit. There was a lot of body kind suits of a unitard or unitard. like a unitard with genitals drawn on it. What do you mean? Mm. <laughs> I don't think it was that. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, well, did we it didn't have do nipples? That. Like, what's going on? No, I I don't know. I was backstage, so I just wore black sweatpants. I didn't I, okay. I didn't partake. In you were on the crew. Unitard. I was on the crew. Yeah, yeah, I just watched the unitards happen. You were in like a McDLT spilling on your sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, I wish I could Listen be on stage. I was on jealous. Your Walkman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even go to the bathroom without getting stage fright. As you know, as everyone knows now. But yeah, that was so we did that. That was like during the Gulf War, and we there was a war song, and then we took a moment to pause to like acknowledge the soldiers. 
Uh, God, uh, it makes gosh. me so embarrassed <laughs> right now to even think of it. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, like boy, uh, war stinks, <laughs> but our boys are one heck of an army. <laughs> <laughs> She's a grand old flag. She's a high flying flag. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't that. Now it was a moment of silence or something. Something. It was powerful. I remember even then, just sitting backstage with my Whopper, just thinking, <laughs> God, this is kind of tasteless. It, you know, it's like <laughs> this is so high school. So I thought. <laughs> I'm better than this. Yes, I'm in love. Who looks at you the way I do? When you smile, I can tell we know each other. May 27th, the Supreme Court rules 7 to 1 that burning a draft card is not an act of free speech protected by the First Amendment. I didn't know that people were doing that as a free speech thing. I think they were just, I thought it was more of an arson thing. People, <laughs> people were living in houses made of draft cards and people yeah. were burning down the house. Yeah, I cards. think that's, I mean, how else does that get to the Supreme Court? <laughs> right. You know, that's like burning a, you know, your food card or whatever, or your credit card. Well, I think you'd probably go to a, a protest yeah. in which a lot of young gentlemen are yeah. burning their draft cards. Right. So. And ladies were burning bras. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a lady's draft card, if you think about it. <laughs> right. Right. Except your yeah. bra seems like it, you know, most of the women I know, they, they, they like their bras. I mean, I bet none of them were ever burning their, their good bra. They're probably, you yeah. know, they're probably burning their oldest, I shittiest bra. I think in the same way as the draft card. I don't think they were probably, they weren't burning their good draft card. <laughs> were draft cards like Pokemon? Cards? Yeah. The Magic the Gathering cards? I think same more thing. Like, you'd have a deck, and if you lost yeah. a deck, you had to, battle, collect you had them to go to war. Some yeah. were good, and some were bad. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to get, actually, the lower numbers. They you had, wanted to get the higher numbers. They had legendary draft cards. Yeah. <laughs> And then they switched over to Pog-like things. Remember, they're like little yeah, plot, you get them uh, at the pogs. bottom of a Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> About a draft card, like you got it. Uh, how did that work? You got it in the mail or something? Or did you have to go pick it Wait, up? Because I would just like not go pick it up. You you went and that. registered. And I mean, I, I registered for selective yeah, service. Yeah, you got to you you do, do that. You guys uh, did too? Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and then... Yeah, uh, and when I signed the thing, I was like, oh, I'm going to work! <laughs> But wasn't it's it just based on your birthday anyway? <laughs> Didn't they just have a birthday and then that was if you were that birthday you had to go? I don't know. That's what I'm. That's what my uh, sense of. Wait, like everybody who was born in a certain year? No, everybody with a certain day or like. I just year. don't understand like, how it worked. Was it like at like the coffee shop? You get the card. They have a little punch thing, and then you get a free thing. Did you get like <laughs> ten times you were called? Like I don't understand what this card meant. If you burned it, what did it mean? Yeah, like it's not like it was. It was just a piece of paper. So right, like, there must have been something else they were using to actually draft you. <laughs> right. So like if that really piece was, of paper oh, went no, gone, it truly was it. just a symbol. It was just symbolic. Oh, I see. Yeah, like, yeah, like, the American flag you shouldn't people say you shouldn't use that as a diaper but you can we'll see I <laughs> so I think that that is saying that that was that was a blown call by the Supreme Court some people would say yes some people would say no yeah well I don't think anybody would say yes I think some hillbillies would oh yeah or no whatever my argument was I can't remember <laughs> Brian's not going to make it through this year. 1968 is really rough. Not the way we do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you go read the Wikipedia page, you're going to be like, holy No, it's devastating. Also, like landslides, tons of landslides. Yeah. Everywhere, really loose dirt back then. Yeah, yeah they they right. did not tighten up their dirt. Thank so God we figured dirt. out how to tighten the dirt since the, <laughs> yeah. hey, in California. Plant yeah. a tree for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> one time, plant a fucking tree, California. They literally Jesus. reproduce on their it's, own. It's Arbor their Day thing. spokesman over here, Eddie Albert. <laughs> hey, plant a tree. Oh, stupid, <laughs> stupid. In June. Helen Keller died. Mm. Um, How old was she? She was 87. Nice. 
Uh, one of the things that often comes up when people talk about Helen Keller now is how completely um, I don't remember blind, she but was like so blind, but um, death, not like uh, whitewashed, but how how people have really smoothed the soft edges of Helen Keller to make her just this kind of a sweet hapless woman who was brave to move on through her struggles but like she was like a pretty fierce socialist and activist like, yeah she, she was, was socialist communist she yeah. she was very left-wing politically active yeah uh, she was a hardball and she was from alabama right so that couldn't have been easy there's Everyone some things lost over there hated her worst of it is is she, she wasn't born that way she had yellow Un, fever unlike the lady fever. she had some sort of fever they didn't they didn't know fever names down in Alabama at that time. She just, she had a fever. Well, they, they only had one cure for things and it was mostly pone. Yeah. I mean, like, you had your corn pone, uh-huh. you had your salt pone. You what your, is a, a pone's like a pudding? I don't, I don't know what the hell a pone is. It Nobody would be like a cornbread pudding, I think. Well, prayer, yeah, too. Prayer. Pone prayer. Prayer pone. Yeah. God pone. Prayer pone. God pone. Jesus yeah. pone. Well, also, at the same time, uh, as our country burned, the song Yummy, Yummy, Yummy was a hit. So I'd imagine as people were terrified watching people run them die they also heard that and make them insane yummy 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 i got love in my tummy and i feel like i'm loving you do, well, do you a, think that's the most annoying song ever written it it's close but yeah that is the thing it's like that literally is a, a few weeks after rfk was assassinated that song went gold who loves to hold you who loves to kiss you who loves my loving song but you think like Right after Robert Kennedy was killed, like... Like a sardonic enjoyment or something like that. You think it was irony? <laughs> All right, uh, July 4th. That is uh, America's Independence uh, Day, but this uh, happens to do with a Brit. Is this guy named Alec Rose completed his solo trip around the world after 354 days on the Lively Lady, is what his boat was called. And uh, he was a... He took fi- like a yacht trip around the world? Yeah, and he was a 59-year-old vegetable dealer. Vegetable dealer? And, what uh, do you mean? He I, stole his asparagus? What, you, I, what are you talking about? No, he just brought... He didn't... <laughs> he just sold... He, do- he got it from a supplier... Okay. And he's, a middleman. He was a middleman. Like, he was a dealer. How much for the eggplant? Right. A dollar. Well, like he that? Would, he would have said aubergine. Yeah. So either way, he had spent uh, 320 of his 354 days alone at sea, longer than any man known in history. He spent 300 and, at, at that point, but uh, 320 days alone. Had some stuff to think about. Wait, so he wasn't like stopping overnight in cities. He was just by himself on the fucking boat, eating on the water, going from shore to shore, eating he, like he probably Campbell's went, soup, just booking around the world. He was just doing the cabin boy, drinking salt water. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I, 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 that's all the details I have. We'll have to fill in the rest as usual. Well, here's my general take on stuff like that. Why would you do that? People are always dying doing those things. Yeah. Frequently they have families. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how'd your dad die? Oh, he wanted to cross the North Pole on you know, cross-country skis. Right. That happened recently where they were like, you know, he just wanted to do it to be an you know, example to his kids. Yeah. Or he just died for no reason. I no think, one cares. No one needs that. I think you have to look at the people that he might be surrounded with. So, like, look at, you know, his family or his friends. And maybe he just wanted to get away. He hated and, them all. And he hated them so much. Yeah. And and no excuse worked. Like, he had already been like, I'm busy. That didn't work. He had gone through, like, he had had a list of excuses, and he had checked off every one. The what? last one was, I'm sailing around the world. Now, who says you have to sail around the world again? <laughs> I don't know. It's just they, they said I have to do it. I've got to do it. Leave me alone and go get me a boat ready. The vegetables. <laughs> the vegetables said it. They need me to do it for them. It's a vegetable dealer. I mean... Yeah, what does that even mean? No, I mean, that, that means he's like a deli guy, basically. He's selling weed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, a deli guy, you would think, is a, he's a, that's a meat dealer. Yeah, there are, there yeah, are no veg- vegetables in a, in a deli. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, uh, our maybe our deli like has a, some, like, kind of... Sad looking. Yeah, like Takis aren't vegetables. Like a four year old. <laughs> oh. Four year old yuca in there, and that's about it. 
got one potato. It's got like roots yeah. and things. It's growing. It's like huge plants. That doesn't count. God, I'm in such a bad situation right now. I just need one potato. Like, oh, I guess I'll buy this one. Right. Yeah, but come on. Don't you guys ever just want to run away? I mean, I would do that. Like, maybe he was like, I'm going sailing for a day. And one day became two. The next you know, became three. When I was in high school, there was, um, after high school, a girl said that she was going to move to Australia. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. Mm. She just didn't leave her house and would, kept that lie up for a long time. What? Saying that she was in Australia. Then someone saw her and she was like, yeah, I was lying. <laughs> but her... Did she at least fake an Australian accent? <laughs> she d- instead just stayed in her house. Yeah, she kept to herself. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I think she was unwell. Well, I say good good job for Alec Rose. You know, come on. I mean, it's not easy to sail a damn boat. I don't think so. Especially in 1968. It could be. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Look, I went on a wine cruise once, and that shit seemed hard. I had a duck. <laughs> I had a duck off of the thing. It was going to hit my head. I was going to die in front of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Sailing is just a, a thing where if you just have money and you just want to be a jerk about it. That's that's 90% of things to yeah, you, though. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. You, you feel the same way about like, you can't most tell food. Sailing isn't unnecessarily elitist. <laughs> yeah, but you also said that when we wanted to go to TGI Fridays. You said that when I put on a belt. You were like, <laughs> right. what, who do you think you are? You're putting on airs. Yeah, yeah right. right. It's for the elitist. Yeah. <laughs> How about, well, yeah. why a rubber band or a string is yeah. perfect. Right? I'm not going to be in a situation where I'm defending recreational sailing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you, you win. You win. Checkmate, Frank. Checkmate. I'm from a sailing-heavy culture oh, yeah. where I grew up. Right. So there, there, if there's someone... Well, just because you're from Baltimore or whatever, it doesn't mean... Yeah, Annapolis. Annapolis. Yeah. Yeah. If, so, if someone from that town is listening to this and has tracked me down, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay, ninety percent of people in Annapolis are in the scumbag trade, and like five percent are in the the seafaring trade. You, so. you either own a boat or you cut someone's head off. There's no middle ground. A lot of times it's both. Yeah, Some, there was a, a real lot of times. Actually, I mean, like, this is when you get out of international waters, you can be <laughs> a, a king size scumbag. This is true that uh, some <laughs> someone it could have been like Kennedy, some rich family, one of the the people cut their head off while sailing. But that, <laughs> no, actually, not sailing on, on a powerboat. They were just speeding through with somewhere that had like a like a taut line, and they severed their own head. <laughs> Wait, you mean the same guy put the line across the water and then drove across the line? I don't think he decapitated put the line. I, don't, I don't think he put the line there, but I mean, okay. his actions. He was trying to plan his orgasm right <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> really, the greatest orgasm is the exact second when you're decapitated. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> I mean... That's what Alec Rose was trying for 320 days when he was by himself. He failed. I mean, that's like, you know, when you have to sneeze and you don't. Yeah. Imagine the disappointment. Oh, yeah. what you want to do is look directly at a light bulb. Okay. It works. He's begging a puffin to shoot him in the face. Man. For once I can say this is mine. You can't take it long as I know I am loved. I can make it for once in my life. Yeah, Fred the Vegetarian is just going to tee this right. thing up maybe with a title. Maybe he can like, read it. Yeah, yeah. President Johnson signs the Wholesome Poultry Act into law, providing for all states to implement minimum standards for inspection of chicken and other poultry products within two years. The law was enacted eight months after the Wholesome Meat Act. Johnson commented that dirty chicken processing plants would have to clean up or closed down. Meanwhile, uh, Vietnam War's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put this in perspective. And, and half the country's heroes have been assassinated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have been... Ass- right, they're yeah. dead. Every, everybody, Anybody worth a shit has been yeah, shot. Yeah, the two people yeah. worth any shits whatsoever well, in no, public and, life. And Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> He was just wounded um, by the woman that wrote up your ass. He, he um, never really recovered, though. No, you know, like like that that, that did like cut his life short by yeah. like fifteen years. It did, but anyways, right. So w- while all of that is going on, Johnson is signing the 
wholesome poultry act. Well, reading that, it makes me think like, sounds, a lot of people were getting salmonella. Which Maybe. is pretty rich coming from a guy who famously would speak to his underlings while he was defecating and make them stand in the same room with him. Yeah. That's yeah. A vulgar man. Them dirty chickens will better clean up or clean house or get out. <laughs> I think he was a pretty horrible guy. I think all the good stuff that he did... The good stuff that he did was pretty amazing. It was pretty it amazing. Like, it wasn't like it was his idea. I but like I think that... Like, I, I don't... I think... Yeah, he did amazing stuff, but some of it... And See, plus, this is the problem with this podcast. Is like... They're, they're like... Like, we could, we could go read the, the Robert Caro book. Right. right. He did 1,800 pages on a very complicated guy. Or we could just, Let's like... Let's talk about dirty chickens. Fart out, like, our, our, our dumb shit opinions. <laughs> well, he certainly called his penis Jumbo and made people stand in the bathroom while he pooped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much done judging him. Yeah. <laughs> I think while this... While, while this wholesome poultry act was... Uh, I think there was a lot of unwholesome poultry happening. That, that's Some my dirty it's, poultry. It's a disgusting industry. And no, um, I'm thinking it was but, like. But imagine how disgusting it used to be, Fed. Right. I mean, this is pre-chicken act, like <laughs> yeah. wholesome poultry. Yeah, the farm but, farmers were just like peeing directly on the chickens, right? Before that's they... still a common practice. <laughs> uh, because a lot of the chickens do like that, and that's what makes it worthwhile for them to hang on from day to day. But I also would bet that a lot of those acts, those restraints were loosened in the 80s again. But what yeah, this is, my, right, my right. point is, when you say the word wholesome, to me it conjures up morally speaking. When you, you know, say the word wholesome to me, the first thing that comes to my mind, Dolly Parton in a bra. It's, <laughs> I, don't, I can't explain it. That's what I think of. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Like, right. like, like in sort of a lacy black bra, <laughs> smiling at me. That's that's what I think. Of. That's pretty wholesome, right? Yeah. So before this, there were a lot of chickens going around, like not yeah. being so wholesome. That's what I think this means. It's not. I may be processing plants, but maybe there are some chickens that were like some not good chickens around. Right. Forty some second street. Bloody little whore chickens. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So you're saying that the chicken who enjoys sex is bad? That's right. Well, back in 1968, maybe. Yeah. So you've adopted LBJ's morality. Like a chicken who just wants to hit me with a stick. Does there. poultry include roosters? Because like, the problem probably <laughs> is with the roosters, not with the hens. I think the only agricultural use for a rooster is to fuck the hen. I yeah. don't think I don't think we're eating the rooster. Right. I mean, like in France, they had the cock au vin, right. where you eat the chicken in a van. The time she's happening again, it's working twice. Oh my god, it's the President of the United States. Y'all wanna come in the bathroom with me real quick, talk about what's going on? What, what, what's, this, what's this here? What am I looking at? We're with the press, sir. It would be uh, our honor to watch you take a dump. Well, they know there's an Oval Office. <laughs> and an Oval Office to the Oval Office, which y'all have breached a summoning of me. Oh, the time machine is just stop. What? Yeah. We're not having luck. We this cannot... time machine keeps <laughs> hoisting people back into the void. But listen, he has to go to the bathroom. I don't want to... He should just go in peace. I know he... I, I, yeah. That's his thing. He wants to do it. Let's just leave. Let, let's, let's let him <laughs> do what he has to do. Listen, we're crossing a time barrier, but yeah. still. There yeah. are, it's a decorum. No thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, no a, thank there's you. There's a decorum. Oh, it's back. It's back. Maybe I heard him. A flush. The smoke has parted. The tall steed, so indeed. The tall steed. I just made that up. I think he's pretty tall. <laughs> I don't know exactly who y'all are, but I can assume that you are from uh, either the heavens above or from an alien planet. Both. Far yeah. more advanced than my own. That's fine. Such as I have lost my best friend to speak to in moments of need. I shall speak to you as though you are my diary. Who is your best friend? My diary. Okay. It was stolen to me by a couple of mean boys. There, there was a school tour uh, come around here, and uh, a couple of boys snuck off where they shouldn't have been, and they got up into my bedroom, and they was a rifling through my things, and they took my precious diary. So, are you worried about anything from this? Uh, these diaries getting out? You are suggesting that there's going to be some kind of national secrets being leaked through my diary. You need not worry about that. 
Uh, yeah. It's mainly my own personal feelings, uh, kind of a uh, way for me to download my thoughts. Download is a phrase I just invented. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you're not running for president again. You're, you're bowing out this time. What? He will it? not accept. He will not accept. Nope. I he have. will not seek. I have filled a, a bag full of funds that I have <laughs> gathered while serving as United States president uh, using some of the original funds from my good lady wife, mm. Lady Bird. It sounds all legit. Uh, has, has any human female other than your wife ever been known as Lady Bird? Huh, now you said way? human female. Are you familiar with my wife? <laughs> she I is, assume she was a human female. She is half lady, half bird. <laughs> oh, That's okay. the name. She is a stork. She's sort of a creature. Dungeons and Dragons bird creature. Yeah, that is ah. correct. She has a uh, not the ability to fly, as she has denser human bones, mm. but she has a beak. She has a, a gizzard, and she has knees that go the other way. Wait, it, it, it's <laughs> the gizzard is always fascinating. But go, she eats stones to digest meals. <laughs> okay. Tell us about that courtship. As so happens, I was chasing uh, the myth of the Thunderbird from Native American mythology. And I had heard of a giant bird running loose. And I had gone to investigate on my own. And I had seen her pulling a frog out of the water. And I said, that's no way for a fine lady like you to dine. And mm. she was a, Good bit, line. A, bit, yeah, nice. a bit suspicious of my intentions at first, but I showed her over time that I was only impressed by the fact that she was able to mingle the DNA of a bird and a lady. At yeah, the I was going to say, you did, yeah, it sounds at first that you weren't really that impressed with the fact that she was a half bird, half lady. No, that was the first thing that drew me to her. I have been what of uh, an amateur Dr. Moreau myself trying to make <laughs> human-animal hybrids. Uh, you know, I had been not easy to find that kind of technology growing up where I it did. seems tough, yeah. In the Depression era. Uh, Place. Texas, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> much, of my, much of my memory has been uh, washed from taking a, a shaky helicopter ride when my brain's got rattled. What do you put in your hair? <laughs> it's brill cream, right? Oh, no, we cannot get this kind of control with just a regular bill cream. I take, uh, well, you know, my friend, the Colonel. <laughs> Elvis uh, Colonel or the Colonel, Colonel Tom. Bruce Hampton? Colonel Sanders? Colonel Sanders. Nope. Uh, Colonel Tom. Colonel Tom. Okay. Friend of Elvis. Yeah. Help me to the fact that you can take a handful of Crisco and it's going to handle your hair and still give you a prominent wave. Mm. So when you say Crisco, I think uh, the rest of the world on the inside is Crisco. Crisco. Well, you say it how you choose, but if you put a kind of lard in your head, it's going to turn rancid pretty quick. I mean, yes, there are. Almost instantly. Oh, and real quick, the Wholesome Chicken Act. This is what we were actually talking about. You have a real thing for chickens and their protection. I have no thing for chickens. So okay. I have a I have a thing for protecting us from the evil of chickens. Oh, it's the evil of chickens. They okay. are a disgusting animal. Uh, my own good lady wife has explained to me that the chicken is the great betrayer bird, and uh, the he, great betrayer. He he who shall sup upon that bird or live and work with that bird shall be cursed. For so all you don't time. sup on chicken. Oh, I do not eat chicken, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. I only eat pork hock. <laughs> pork hock. A big old like a ham hock, <laughs> pork leg hock. Like a pig hawk. Oh, yeah. no, the pork hawk is the most majestic bird you will find there. Oh, kingdom. okay. Yeah. I didn't know. It is, a... it is the size of a biplane, and it swooped down, and it take, it didn't take wild hogs up in its talons and eat Dang. Them. Wow. Well, he is amazing. I've, be- I've heard how yeah, I began a program a to launch them in our own current uh, police action overseas, only to have it uh, fall apart in my oh, hands. Oh, that was one of your plans? When the pork hawk ended up attacking our own. <laughs> In September, on the 7th, uh, the Banana Splits began airing mm. on NBC. The Banana Splits was the launching. That's Sid and Marty Croft? Yeah. Like, they look like the off-brandest looking toy you can imagine. Like a, like a dark edge of psychedelica. 
it seems sleazy and it did. Just I don't think they were trying to make good stuff. I think that's what it was. It was like they're trying to make stuff that they could make money off of selling to kids, which is vulgar on a, like a level like that always upset me. Go first. Where did Brian go? Brian has gone to check outside to see if there's a uh, check a mysterious noise. Hmm. <laughs> October 1st, 1968, Night of the Living Dead premieres. Uh, it was actually originally titled Night of the Flesh Eaters. That was filmed in Pittsburgh. Invitation only, and the ad for it said that uh, if it frightens you to death, you are covered for fifty thousand uh, dollars. With the uh, there was a disclaimer that the guarantee was only for death from a heart attack during one of the performances from October second to the eighth, nineteen sixty-eight, and the insurance company reserved the right to require a medical examination before the viewing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so just like. So it's like we really, really don't want to pay out this fifty thousand dollars. Like it would ruin us if we had to pay this out. Right. So, so like if somebody dies, we're fucked. No, but you have to be examined before you go in. Yeah. Fully examined. We're talking MRI. Yeah. They would do a vivisection before you walked <laughs> before, in the movie. Before you were dead. Yeah. Yeah. They would vivisect you. Which way though? Vertically. Turn to the left yeah. and cough. Yeah, yeah while well, we vivisect you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that wasn't bigger news. <laughs> but I guess people were up for anything back then. Yeah, they were song, just sawing each other in half while <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy was playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to go to a movie? Well, that's a lot. Meanwhile, their kids were just getting vivisected daily in yeah. Vietnam. Right. So, uh, so yeah, the zombies. Uh, this was the big zombie movie. And this is another one where the main character actually uh, it, uh, was one of these uh, racial barriers, I think, right? Because the main character was a black gentleman. He, he was. was. He was the hero yeah. of, of the movie, which was unique as well at the time. Also unique, the zombies talked, I believe. They and, did? Yeah. No. That's when they talked about, we're coming for you, Barbara. We can smell your brains. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. I could be. I could all. be totally wrong. I could be saying someone very greatly. But you are wrong. In in the beginning, it's that's it's someone a, else. It's a brother that. and sister in the cemetery, and the brother says to the sister, "They're coming to get you, Barbara." But don't they still say brains? That that actually, and I mean, I'm embarrassed. That's by like how that's much like billions and billions. No, that that's from um, Return of the Living Dead, which is the punk rock. Oh, no, I know that movie. movie well, yeah. That's when they invented the thing about zombies eating brains. The the zombies in Night of the Living Dead, they just ate people. Mm. They, they were, were not the, so the much flesh eaters. Yeah, flesh yeah. eaters. The Dawn of the Dead, which is what I remember the most, which is the one the, in the mall. The one in the mall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, like, I had back in the 90s, I got this book that said, uh, you know, it gave like the top movies. It was like an entertainment weekly movies, and it had, bro- you know, it broke everything down. And like, this was like one of the top horror movies of all time, right? So, yeah. like, you know, so I watched it, and I mean, come on. It's it's so goofy and that everything is terrible. It's pretty bad. Was it supposed to be a little bit ironic then though? Yes, I get it, but it was also just like the acting. Like at some point, like he could have gotten actors that could weren't. Well, such... I feel like he was like John Waters of Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, no, like like one of the the cute things about Romero is yeah, he wasn't actually that talented. Mm. Yeah, and then all of his actors were bad in the dialogue. Or they're just like and, friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's great. They, they were just sort of and, like and doing... And I'm not saying John Lawrence isn't talented. I think he's great. I'm saying that he was very much local-based. Right, yeah. I see. Okay. Right. Either way, that's what I remember. And I just remember I was like... Because, uh, you know, this whatever this book was, it was like number two. And it's like, this one will really scare the shit out of you. It and will you scare know, the socks off your ass. I, I love that movie. But, like... I, I also recognize that it's not very good. No, it's not about good or whatever. It was just not scary. Yeah, you know. But definitely. now, like in re- like, if I watch it now, like right, I would have, I would enjoy it, like much like I enjoy watching the Warriors. Like the first time I watched right. the Warriors, it's in that. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. And then I went out and bought the DVD. And I watched it 
four hundred times. You're like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate this every day. <laughs> Rewind. Still hate it. Still hate it. <laughs> day three hundred fifty. Okay. <laughs> But uh, what was it in the Dawn of the Dead? And he's like, uh, there, there's always the scene, this classic zombie movie scene where there's like the guys like if, you know, that we have this conversation where it's like, you know, if it happens to me, yeah, I want you to make sure you shoot me right between the eyes. Right. And, you know, and you're like, no, man, or yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then they, that all but obviously day, happens. I would shoot you right in the fucking eyes. I don't, I don't even need you to ask me to. I don't even have to turn into a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If um, I ever become a zombie, I want you guys to put a traffic cone on my head. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Will do. Monica to Charlie. Last night, somebody in the vast reaches of the NBC network didn't get the word, as in the army. The result was that football fans by the thousands were roused to a cold fury. November 22nd, 1968. The first ever interracial kiss on national television in the United States was shown on an episode of Star Trek when William Shatner kissed Nicole Nichols in Plato's Stepchildren. Captain Kirk kissed Lieutenant Uhura. Is a white man kissing a black woman in America's mind was fucking blown. Except probably less blown than if the roles had been reversed. Right. What was the name of the show? What was the name of it? It was Star Trek. Plato's Stepchildren. Plato's Child. I I, I can read. Plato's Stepchild. If you you just want to have it on tape. When NBC executives learned of the kiss, they became concerned it would anger TV stations in the Deep South. There were, however, few contemporary records of any complaints commenting on the scene. Nicole Nichols, Yuhura, observes that Plato's Stepchildren, which first aired in November of 1968, received a huge response. We received one of the largest batches of fan mail ever, all of it very positive, with many addressed to me, from guys wondering how it felt to kiss Captain Kirk, and many to him of guys wondering <laughs> the same thing about me. Huh. Yeah. Wait, I do like there is one more thing. It's about uh, some Southerner wrote, I'm totally opposed to the mixing of races. However, <laughs> anytime a red-blooded American boy... I do have boy, a giant boner. However, anytime a, a red-blooded American boy <laughs> like Captain Kirk gets a beautiful dame in his arms that looks like Uhura, he ain't gonna fight it. Give me a break. Yeah. Why would you write that letter? People are, people are <laughs> dumb. They're still dumb. I mean, you got this isn't just writing a post, you know, just writing a comment. Well, what else were you gonna do? You had a you typed up or wrote a letter or a postcard, and you had to get go to the you had to buy a stamp. <laughs> people had nothing but time. That's true. I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm against mixing of the races, but if Captain Kirk wants to do it, sure. Well, I think that. Star Trek was very... By the way, you could very, really isolate my audio and really make something great out of that. In some <laughs> ways, Star Trek was very woke for the time. Sure. Uh, a lot of like the kind of the, the morals in it were like, don't oppress people. And they did have some attempt at uh, representation. However, there were really no Latinos on Star Trek until, I think, God knows when. I don't know. What about the next generation? What what about Scotty? He was Scottish. Oh, he was Scottish. (laughs) Scotty Scotty was Scottish? (laughs) That sounds pretty woke. (laughs) That sounds pretty... (laughs) No way you say that. A little on the nose. (laughs) Everybody hated Scots until Scotty. (laughs) He really (laughs) loosened up the... uh, Restrictions on Scots immigration <laughs> to the U.S. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Really, there are no Latinos. No, they were always getting beamed. No, they just weren't there. Um, no, they were like the ones in uh, red getting shot by the brain people or Plato's stepchildren. We had a Russian guy who was this nation's sworn foe. Ch- Chekhov. Okay. Yeah, uh, and you had Sulu. 
right? Uh, who was what uh, a, a pioneer in several ways, Huru, mm-hmm. but there just wasn't any kind of Latin representation on the show. It turns out all the Klingons were Mexican the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> well, actually, no, Klingon right? The, the, is the, a variation. Same of, thing. Of At first, the, Klingon, the first Klingons were just like guys with like a bowl cut, and then they yeah. added the the whole. They they looked Asian. I thought like they, like it it looked like uh, stereotypical Chinaman. Well, yeah, remember right. Khan had like the whole chest uh, prosthetic. Oh, well, chest. there you go. Ricardo Montalban was, but he wasn't on the crew. No, he was. But he was also like Argentinian or something. Well, like, like that's still Latin. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's. But he was also like, the v- villain. Dude. Yeah, yeah. He was. That's okay. I mean, like that's the best you can hope for in the sixties. <laughs> like. But at least yeah. you're represented. Yeah, else. Else. At least you're represented as the worst villain ever. <laughs> she caught left me a She caught left me a December twenty first, nineteen sixty eight, at ten forty seven a.m. Uh, Apollo 8 is launched. It's the first manned spacecraft to leave low Earth orbit, reach the moon, orbit it, and return. This is where uh, those first photographs of whole Earth, those photoshopped pictures that don't really exist. To make the Earth look skinnier. To make the Earth look round and like a ball. Were... The Earth looked really fuckable, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was when this Apollo 8 was the first one to take uh, the first big, you know, the first Earth pictures of the full Earth. Also the first to capture Earthrise. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's kind of a big deal. I guess. I mean, after everything that happened in this year, it's like... It's a little uplifting. Yeah, right. Maybe there's a little... Not really. But, like, mostly this year was a total horror show. But, uh, no, I think that when these pictures came back, I think people looked at it, or at least when these these astronauts, it affected these three astronauts some, Uh uh, to see the whole Earth, you know, uh, puts things in perspective a little bit. They said, what a stupid planet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still totally racist. Yeah. (laughs) One of them uh, put their uh, peen out the window and peed, tried to pee on the earth. It didn't work. He he died. Um, That's beautiful, but if my daughter tried to take a black guy to the prom, I would still set myself on fire. That's that's pretty much what it was. Let's be positive. Maybe it didn't work out that way. It probably did. I mean, Frank Borman, James Lovell... And uh, William Anders. I mean, come on. They went into space. They traveled around the moon. Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Come on, guys. Aren't you romantic about space at all? I, I would, mean, I would honestly be terrified to go out into space. Why? Well, you're in like a tiny... A vessel. Yeah, like you barely can turn around and mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing that's... You always hurt. need to feel like you need to... Like if you, could, if you can't turn around, that bothers you. I like to touch people's faces around me too. So I couldn't... If I could only had like one other person there, <laughs> I always want to be like... He does keep fondling our faces. Yeah, it's, Helen Keller style. It's, yeah. I, not, I'd say it's more like in face-off. It's kind of like the, the romantic uh, style, like the love, Nicholas like Cage. I love you. Not romantic. It's uh, no, familial, it's a show of love. kind of like platonic. He does. They do that in Face Off. About now with the flat earthers, they got to deal with this evidence, which is totally made up. People are the worst. People been dumb. People won't be dumb. Yeah. No, but people are dumb in really elaborate ways now. I mean, it used yeah. to be like right, right, right. It, like you could be dumb. It used and to just be racist. Or you'd say one dumb thing, and the people next year be like, "That's dumb." But now you can say one idiot thing, and then like the the three other idiots in the world will hear that. Will cheer, and then people are like, "Oh, that guy said that." And then, and then the next thing you know, you're yeah. walking into a pizza shop with a gun. Dave, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? No, not at all. I've wondered whether you might be having some second thoughts about the mission. Guys, no. guys, guys, we completed 1968. I, we did I hate it. it when Dan tries to suppress me. No, from- come on, we've got to give it <laughs> our rating. <laughs> I'm going to give, despite all these wonderful things that we talked about, except for the draft, uh, the war, and all of that. I'm going to give this a check minus. This is a check minus for me. This that, year, that's your worst possible review. I, I only have three. I can yeah. only do check minus. It's I, my, maybe a minus minus. I'm going to I'm going to give it a a stick out of fist stick knife gun, Brian. I'm going to give uh, 1968 
Negative 10. Negative 10? Out of a possible 10. I, you can't print that. This this year was, was an absolute horror show. Yeah, it was it was a horror show. But hopefully we may, we brought some other things to light. It, we This was the first show we dipped our toes into the 60s. And it was risky because we, we did a bold year. It was risky. Yeah. People said, they can't do that. And yeah. we were like, fuck you. Yeah, a lot of we're doing were, it anyway. We risked offending the huge boomer audience yeah right <laughs> our parents yeah right thanks for listening we're gonna tidy up this show thanks for listening if you want more on this show you can go to yearoftheweek.com but also go to itunes give us a rating please it helps us so much and for it's the easy. love of god please well, no don't love oh my you don't god have to love jesus god. please for the fear of god for the fear of god listen to the outro for clues on our next show this is the year of the week My name's Wayne. Some of you may have seen me before. Hope so. I've been kicking around Hollywood a long time. On April the 4th, an epoch in British history ended with the resignation of Sir Winston Churchill as Prime Minister. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land.